Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Dresmick Wicked is lonely on the lead. He's up by four on the outside. Don't tell me again. Cutting into the margin, but it's Mick Wicked. Four years later, back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter sweeps past at the outside. Homicide Hunter trotting into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4, the fastest trotter ever. Dewey did done good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Giddy Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rocket Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rocket Ron, bit of a legend. On the outside, bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bound in gold cup and soccer. 59, somewhere fancy. Rocking in heaven. Rose Run West is there. The alerts have won it! Fine, Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Sharton's starting to feel it. Caviar Alley all out. Sharton digging deep. Sharton's gonna dig in here and get the win here. Sharton up on the front end. Then none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. Giddy up! You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Holds on to win! Foiled again, tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Giddy up! Well, don't touch that dial. You've got another edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the United States Trotting Association. Mike Bozich flying solo today. Well, not really because Mike Carter is going to be joining us here in just a couple of minutes. And we welcome you, everybody, to Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA. Mike Bozich flying solo here today. Mike Carter will be joining us in, uh, well, sometime uh, before the show is over. He is live at uh, at the Red Mile in Lexington, and boy, what doings of, uh, are going on at Lexington A. And this was kind of expected. We're going to talk to Dave Brower about this at about 10.50 or so. We'll talk to Mike Carter about it as well. But we wondered when the first million-dollar sale ever in the sport of harness racing was going to happen, and we figured it was going to happen uh, at Lexington, and it did on October 1st as Maverick sold for a record $1.1 million. We are going to get into that with uh, Dave Brower along with Mike Carter here in just a few minutes. Also uh, joining us on the program is going to be Shannon Sugar Doyle. That's right. It's that time of year. Western Fair is getting ready to to, uh, get going. The little track 
back in Canada, now under the uh, leadership of Greg Gangel, as Greg Blanchard has moved on. But Sugar Doyle is uh, a big part, a big reason of the success that Western Fair has had over the past couple of seasons. And he's going to be joining us here in just a couple of minutes. Always good to have Sugar on the program. Plus, a very special treat. Mike Carter had a chance to sit down and uh, talk to Jim Lawson, the CEO of Woodbine Entertainment, and uh, lots of good things going on at uh, Woodbine Mohawk, including the Mohawk Million, which is uh, highlighted, of course, by a pair of the million-dollar purchases. We saw that in Lexington. No doubt that the Mohawk Million had uh, something to do with those purchases. So we had, so Mike Carter had a chance to sit down and talk with Jim Lawson. We're going to hear from Jim in uh, just a couple of minutes. But a lot's going on in this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. We certainly appreciate everybody joining us. We're going to get the ball rolling right away. Sugar Doyles we're gonna, is going to be in the on-deck circle. We're going to talk some Western Fair. That's coming up right after this timeout. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the Mobility Aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. Now let's try him again. Sugar, you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. <laughs> all right. How are we doing, my good friend? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yourself? I'm doing fantastic. And listen, it's that time of year again, my friend. Western Fair is getting ready to start. And uh, obviously, you guys uh, have grown that product over there over the last four years to immense proportions. It's made it uh, truly uh, a harness racing uh, fans. I don't want to say harness racing fans dream, but certainly a lot of 
uh, harness racing fans are looking forward to the beginning of the Western Fair Meet, and it's more and more as the years go on. So first of all, tell us about uh, the excitement level there with you guys and uh, what's going on in 2019 for this, uh, for this upcoming fall meet. Oh yeah, well you know what, Mike. Always a pleasure to join you on the show here. You know, uh, and uh, we are all excited to be back in action this coming Friday night. You know, four months is a is a while to be away, especially those prime months of summer. But uh, we are a winter half mile track, and uh, you know we get some uh, great uh, new. Uh, it's a new feel and a new look around here in, in London uh, this fall. We've got a, a brand new uh, refurbished dining room. Uh, new floors, new paint, everything is, is done up there well, and uh, a nice uh, two-condine special throughout the month of October. Uh, Eleven races to kick off tomorrow night, and a couple of hundred grand uh, two-year-old gold pacing uh, divisions uh, to kick off our pick four. So uh, we're jumping in in a big way tomorrow night. Every year, the Harness Horse Youth Foundation travels the country to share the love of harness racing with the next generation. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation educates, introducing youth to new friends and opportunities. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Learn how you can support bringing kids and horses together, building a stronger future for the sport. Visit hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. All right, looks like we've had some technical difficulties here. We don't really know from back on the year. It's post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Sugar, can you hear me? 
I can hear you, Mike. Yeah, bad connection <laughs> here. I'm getting a little beep now yeah, and then, and uh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we, we were having some technical difficulties with our blog talk radio. But anyway, let's start from scratch because I don't know how much of that got on the air, but obviously you guys are looking forward to another meet. So tell us what uh, what we got going on and what we can expect here in 2019. Yeah, okay, then uh, like uh, tomorrow night we start off in a big way, 11 races. Uh, we got a neat uh, rig here to begin the card. Uh, we uh, up the minimum on our tw- on our pick three play, which is a very popular wager there. It's a go-to wager. Uh, Going to try a 60-cent minimum versus the 20-cent uh, and see how that goes. And uh, if we get uh, some good feedback on that from our horse players, uh, you know what, we might bump up a, a few more minimums on our, our wagers here. And, you know, and that's uh, one of the things that you guys do really well, Sugar, is you guys take feedback uh, and you listen to the fans and you're very active on social media. And, and obviously, I think in racing today, that's very, very huge. Yeah, uh, making myself and the rest of the Raceway team here accessible online. Like I said, we are a winter track uh we do cater to our horse players as best we can. We we get, uh, you know, some good attendance on track on our Friday nights, but, you know, when those Mondays and Tuesday cards come around, uh, we don't get a lot of people on track, but uh, the players play on, on those days from all over North America. We're uh, number two in, in wagering for uh, harness in Canada behind the Woodbine Mohawk Park. So uh, we're a small half-miler, but we do big things here. Visiting with Sugar Doe, the track announcer at uh, Western Fair. Sugar, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about personnel. Greg Blanchard obviously has moved on. Greg Gangle will uh, now be the man making the important decisions at the raceway at Western Fair. Of course, we know Greg. Greg does a fantastic job. Uh, mm-hmm. but tell us a little bit, uh, maybe what uh, you know about Greg Blanchard and uh, really what he brought to the table there. Wow, Greg Blanchard uh, for years. Uh, I, I know him from Prince Edward Island uh, back when he first started out at a little track in Summerside, uh, PEI. And uh, you know what? His uh, background in racing uh, is huge in what he brought to the table here in London. I mean, uh, part of the reason London is situated where it is in, in uh, as far as racing goes is because of Blanchard. He came in here, I think, around 2009 or 2010, uh, took over the announcing role and bumped right up into uh, racing manager, and that opened the door for me here. He He's opened a lot of doors for me here in Ontario, and uh, he'll be keeping a close eye on things. He's just across the road, but uh, he'll still be involved, I'm sure, with the racing. But uh, Greg Gangle, uh, new to the racing manager role, no stranger to uh, harness racing here in Ontario. He's got some great new ideas, and we're going to see some of them unveiled here tomorrow night, uh, including the, uh, the all-new dining room. I mean, it's sold out, and uh, it's a busy month of October. Friday night's up there at the top of the fair. It's uh, renovated, brand-new flooring, painting, everything. It's going to be fabulous. Yeah, and the racing there is outstanding. I mean, I love the racing there. There's a lot of movement. Uh, you know, uh, one thing I always say about Western Fair is that, you know, listen, drivers aren't afraid to get after one another. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's some really, really good racing there, really competitive racing. And, you know, from a handicapping point of view sometimes, and I'll be honest, it can be pretty tough, especially oh, when the meet yeah. starts. What are, some of the, what are some of the handicapping tips maybe that you can give us, especially now that Western Fair has been dark for a while, that horses are coming? 
coming from other places. Well, you said it right. You know, um, being dark for four months, these horses are coming in from racing at other tracks. I mean, these two-year-old gold pacers that are coming in tomorrow night to race for 100 grand, a lot of them have never raced at a half-miler yet in their uh, career. So uh, they're coming in from Woodbine Mohawk Park. Uh <laughs> You're just uh, hoping their form holds up on the half-miler. There's some very fast colts coming in tomorrow evening, showing back quarters in 26 and 27. Of course, probably won't get home here in 26 or 27, but uh, some very nice speed from them. Uh, The condition-type horses, I go a lot on memory when uh, doing my handicapping selections for the cards. But uh, you know what? Uh, If they're showing good form coming in, chances are they're going to show the good form here. And... uh, you know what? It's it's a tough road for handicap in the first couple of weeks coming back when we've been dark four months. Absolutely. And Western Fair I've always thought it's it's certainly a different ball game with just the way the track's configured and, and, and you know, the half mile track it it's just it's uh it's it could be it could be tough for handicappers to swallow, but you know yeah. what, sugar at the same time, that's what creates your value. Oh, for sure. And I mean uh Half, for half-mile racing, it is. Like you said, there's always a lot of movement. Uh, I fit it into my calls now and then. They don't sit in London. You know, they're they're uh, they're usually out and rolling at the quarter mile if uh, if it's a well-matched-up race. Um, and like I said, these two-year-olds that are coming in tonight, tomorrow night to race for a hundred grand. I'm excited. They're six-horse fields, but they begin our pick-four plays, so they should attract a lot of attention. Uh, uh, through the fan base and through ragering. Uh, you know, we brought back our pick four guarantees. Those are uh, go-to wagers as well. Races four and eight tomorrow night. High fives, we've uh, added the other nine-horse field. We've added the other added distance of a mile and a sixteenth. I think uh, the end of the meet last season, we, we just went down to one of those nine-horse fields going a mile and a sixteenth. But you know what? The horse players love those high fives. They love the big fields, and that added distance does not hurt at all at a mile and a sixteenth. So, what have you been doing to keep uh, kind of keep ready, keep your vocal cords ready? Uh, you know, during the off season, is there any kind of tips, and secrets that you've been doing, or you just oh, get up there you know and like riding the bike? I, I guess it was just sitting on a PEI beach and uh, taking in a lot of sunsets as well. <laughs> I called, I called one race all summer, uh, Governor's Plate Night, uh, Summerside, Prince Edward Island. Uh, your friend of the show, Vance Cameron, uh, headed downstairs oh, yeah. to the tarmac to do a little uh, hit on the broadcast desk. That allowed a, a race for me on uh, the biggest night of the year for my hometown uh, track of uh, Summerside Raceway. So I was only one beer in at that point, so uh, I wasn't so bad on the call. <laughs> That's good. Well, they caught you at the right time. Sugar, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Really quick, before we let you go, uh, give us the schedule of Western Fair. What days can we uh, can we be watching you guys race? You bet. Uh, quickly, uh, Friday nights. We're going to start it up tomorrow night, of course. Monday, Tuesdays, Fridays until January, and then we're going to add the Wednesday night, October 18th. That's a Friday night. We've got Veterans Classic Night, always a big night on track. Roger Houston is going to be with us calling races, meet and and greeting, and he'll have his book with us. Uh, October 25th, Harness the Hope Night, huge crowd on track. It's the 14th annual. Another guest caller on that evening, friend of the show, Melissa Keith, did a fabulous article in Trot Magazine for your listeners if they want to catch the October Trot Magazine edition. Uh, Fabulous feature on Harness the Hope. Of course, we feature that on October 25th. 
Beautiful. One of the best and most innovative track announcers in the <laughs> world, Shannon Sugar Doyle. Sugar, we appreciate it's you joining kind. us. Good luck this meet. Oh, no, it's, that's all real talk right there, my friend. Hey, thank you so much, Mike, and uh, pass along my best to Michael Carter. We'll catch up with you again soon. All right, Sugar. Take care, buddy. Thanks. You, be, you too. Uh, with Sugar Doyle, the track announcer at Western Fair, always a fun fun time, fun experience, and uh, I'll tell you what, the wagering public really looks forward to Western Fair, and rightfully so. There's really some good value to be had up at the half-mile track in London. So lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We're going to talk about all the going-ons at Lexington, and there are many of them, and we're going to talk to Dave Brower about that up next. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USDA. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Whitbank Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Whitbank Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gate September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th and eighth. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the United States Trotting Association. Mike Bozich flying solo today. Mike Carter is going to be joining us at some point. He's live from Lexington, and also live from Lexington is our good man Dave Brower. Dave, uh, did you plunk up the one point one million dollars yesterday to get Ma- or the other day to get Maverick? No, Mike. I filled out a credit slip, and they laughed at me. You know how that works. Uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it was a. <laughs> It was a spectacular evening to be there at the uh, wonderful Fazic Tipton uh, Sales Pavilion. The place was jammed. I remember walking out to the front part of the of the pavilion there, and there were no seats in the gallery. There were a ton of people in the back. The buzz was real. Everybody, you know, was asking questions: Is this going to be the night that we finally get a million dollar yearling uh, in in our sport? And not only did we have one, we had two. Right. 
Absolutely. And, you know, that's it's, – it's great to see – but, you know, the question that I have, Dave, and, and I know we're going to take a look at some of the action coming up at the Red Mile here in just a few minutes, but this is a question that when I see these big, gigantic numbers at sales, the first question in my mind is, is that can we relate the number that is being spent for these horses to the direct health of our industry? Well, I hope it is. You know, we all want it to be a positive indicator. I'm actually going to have Tom Grossman from uh, Blue Chip Farms as one of our interview guests today, so we're going to put that uh, question to him. And you know, I, I, th- I just think it has to be positive because the buzz, uh, both here at the racetrack and at the uh, sales pavilion, walking around, talking to people in the mornings, looking at colts. There's, there's, there's just so much traffic. There's a lot of people that want to buy a racehorse, you know, and they want to get uh, involved and they want that dream, you know, of, of trying to pick out and select a future champion. So it, it's all put together in here in Lexington over this two weeks. It's been a little bit toasty. I mean, you've seen the weather forecast and you see me sweating out mm-hmm. there on the air, but that's all right. That's what we do. We've got one more day of that to get through. It's going to be beautiful tomorrow and Saturday. Sunday, you know, the forecast a little ominous for Futurity Day, but maybe that'll change over the next uh, 24 hours. Dave, now, of course, this is your first year at the Red Mile, first year uh, at the broadcast location working with Gabe Pruitt. Tell us how that's gone. Tell us uh, how, how there's any kind of change, anything different between uh, doing something like you're doing at the Red Mile versus something like you do at the Meadowlands. Well, to be honest, that you know, Gabe and I work so well together, I think we've just uh, made it as good as possible. Uh, the feedback that I've received uh, for, after the first week has been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, you know, we're getting some, some good guests up there on the stage that they built in the grandstand. We've got some uh, tremendous, you know, winter circle reactions so far. We've been talking to owners. We've been talking to breeders. We've been talking to, you know, a couple of drivers, too, but they get interviewed all the time. So my, my focus has been to, uh, you know, try and uh, grab some of the other people that maybe we don't get to uh, hear. For example, Eric Cherry the other day of the Let It Ride stage. Uh-huh. How often do you see him interviewed afterwards? So I think that's fun. You know me, I put a lot of effort and research into uh, what, you know, before I step there, you know, drive over to the racetrack. We're going to have Todd Shrupp from TVG on before the last race mm-hmm. today. He's got a busy schedule today. Uh, he's going to be in the starting gate, I think, and a few other things, and we'll talk to him about that. And, you know, anytime you put these guys on the air, it's always a lot of fun. Dave, obviously this uh, meet is known for all the great horses, the Grand Circuit meet at the Red Mile. It's uh, certainly a celebration. It's one of the true jewels of the sport of harness racing. But sometimes it can play a little bit of havoc to handicappers. I mean, let's be honest. Red Mile is a little bit of a different surface than the Meadowlands and a lot of the tracks out east and elsewhere. So from a handicapping point of view, trying to put together a handicapping puzzle, how can we do it? I mean, what are some of the things that you've learned by watching the Red Mile that maybe we can apply in trying to pick winners well i've you know i've watched the red mile for years and occasionally we make a little bit of wager and i've been out here on my own you know just as a fan i guess the most important thing that you take from week one is if you're watching the races very closely and you take a couple of notes you then apply that to week two now remember these trainers here you know these are the best in the world they're pretty sharp so they make adjustments and equipment changes and things like that that we don't always know about now, I'm not saying, you know, we're going to know about it. I, I'll ask casually, you know, when I see a trainer, uh, you know, up at sale uh, in the, or, you know, in the grandstand. But, you know, take your notes for week one, get ready for week two, and then you might see something, uh, you know, that will help you. You know, a couple of horses that might have been too hot last week. If they come out uh, this week and look more relaxed, you better hop on board. And, you know, just generally, just the horses just seem to relax out here. So that's why you see – 
you see a lot of wake-up call performances. Uh, when they get here, they take to that surface, which is clearly one of the best in all of the world, and they stretch out. That, that's that's the, the, the word that the trainers will use. You know, they come to their natural speed, so that's why they'll go so much faster out here. Is it, is it easy to pick winners? No. You know, uh, sometimes, you, you know, you look at the form, you see a horse that hasn't performed. We had one of those last week, Montrell uh, Teague drove Billy Clare to a 45-to-1 upset. We've had a couple yeah. of carryovers in the super high five in the last race of the day. So it's a challenge. You and I both enjoy that challenge. And we're going to go ahead and uh, try to pick some winners uh, for the next couple of days. And absolutely. And, uh, Dave, we've got some really, really big races coming up. I mean, today, tomorrow, Saturday, just a huge weekend at the Red Mile. Tell us about maybe some of the horses that we can look out for, maybe some of the horses that have caught your eye that uh, perhaps we can catch in at the windows coming up this weekend. All right, we'll give you a little bit of a preview. Now, today we've got two-year-old trotting colts in action uh, in the International Stallion Stakes, and uh, a couple of good divisions there, including Real Cool Sam, the unbeaten colt for Jim Campbell. Uh, he did not race week one, and that was particularly by design, but he'll uh, be in one division, and the others, uh, Dexter Dunn, had to make a couple of tough choices. He's got uh, Amigo Volo for the uh, first-week star, new trainer Carter Pinsky. Uh, tomorrow we've got two-year-old trotting fillies and two-year-old pacing fillies, uh, Looking forward to seeing Team Orange Crush, Andy Miller, and Julie Miller would love a good story. Not only is it a good name, it's a very good filly as well. And those pacing fillies, I am anxiously awaiting to see if looks good in a romper, the Ohio star, can tackle the legitimate grand circuit fillies like Reflect With Me. So we'll see if she steps her game up. Saturday, you know, it's two-year-old pacing colts that have been beating each other up so far. Lots of divisions of that. We've got the Tattersalls for the – Sophomore at this staff pacing Phillies, we get to see Jughead champion Warwe U Butte in a huge field that's really hard to handicap. She'll take on Tall Drink Hanover and a couple of the others. We've got two Alaraj Opens. We've got a trot and a pace. The Open will feature last year's Futurity winner Six Pack and probably the current star in the division, Lindy the Great for the uh, Lindy Farms and Domenico Cecere. And in the pace, McWicket is back. So he'll tackle uh, Cordley Choice in American history, coming off that big win at Yonkers. And then on Sunday, of course, that's the big day, Kentucky Futurity, Kentucky Philly Futurity, yep. a few more Alarage Farms races. We'll probably have, you know, maybe a dozen or so. That draw is probably taking place right now as we speak. Fantastic. Well, Dave, listen, we know that you are super, super busy. We certainly appreciate you joining us on this program. We'll let you get back to work. And, uh, yeah, we are teaching every one of you to check out the Red Mile because that's where the action's at certainly this weekend. Dave, we appreciate it, buddy. Take care, Mike. Have fun. Enjoy the broadcast. And uh, pick some winners, folks. All right, that was Dave Brower and uh, part of the broadcast team now at the Red Mile, just doing an outstanding, outstanding job. Still lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter had a chance to sit down with the CEO of Woodbine Entertainment, Jim Lawson, to talk about some of the exciting things that's uh, coming up at Woodbine Mohawk, including the Mohawk Million and much, much more. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. From the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes. Horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other. One that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan. PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseRacing.com. 
Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. Whitbank Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Whitbank Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gate September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th and eighth. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Welcome back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, and we're joined now by the CEO of Woodbine Entertainment, Mr. Jim Lawson. Jim, how are you today? Great. Uh, nice to be on. Thank you. Now, Jim, uh, obviously a lot of great things coming up at Woodbine Mohawk Park, but let's first talk about the Mohawk Million that's coming up in 2020 with the $1 million U.S. purse. Talk about uh, how kind of that came to fruition and uh, what was the idea behind it. Well, certainly uh, it's it's been something that's been uh, bantied about, including with the Hamiltonian Society for a year. Those those discussions actually took place a year ago, and uh, and they were rekindled this year. And uh, we we as a management team just saw the merits in in proceeding with it, and uh, it uh, we've seen the success, certainly the notoriety on the thoroughbred side of what's gone on in, in at Gulfstream with the Pegasus, and uh, uh, we think, therefore, we think the concept is a workable concept, and uh, just generally, as it adds to our racing program, particularly for a, 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 a program of two-year-old trotters uh, next summer and fall at, uh, at Mohawk, uh, we're really excited at what uh, what this adds to the program. Now, Jim, obviously uh, you guys are looking to exceed the $4 million mark in uh, stakes at Woodbine Mohawk Park. And one thing about Mohawk Park is it seems like the stakes just keep coming and coming. You guys do an excellent job about putting on such a great product. Well, it's uh, it's certainly our goal to continue to, to make Mohawk the center of the uh, harness racing universe and, and attracting great horses up here through the stakes program and, and of course, uh, uh, we we believe we have a great overnight program too. So uh, with getting trainers to come up and participate in the stakes, the the hope is that they'll uh, they'll come up and 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 bring a few horses with them. And uh, if we have a great overnight program with them, uh, they'll stay. And and uh, you know that was part of our thinking of moving uh, Mohawk to a year-round racing too, because it's just a great place to to hunker down and stay and race year-round now. So. Uh, we're excited. We think the whole program is coming together and, and, uh, and growing in attractiveness. And, and the way to get people up here to, to see it and experience it is, is through the stakes program, and that's part of our overall goal. 
Now, there will be 10 slots available, obviously nine buy-in slots, and then the winner of the 2020 William Wellwood Memorial will get in at no cost. Talk about how you qualify and how uh, you can purchase a slot into the race. Well, we, uh, we're, starting, we're starting this week in, in Lexington with the sales going on there. Uh, I, uh, we have uh, the conditions that we're just ironing out, ironing out with the uh, Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario, which is our regulator. And uh, we think we're there. We, uh, we will be starting a, a sales program uh, this week, in fact, and, and also continuing on in terms of our, uh, our sales efforts at, at the Breeders' Crown uh, at now the end of this month now that we're into october but uh we uh we are we're we're going to be working it and working the sales and working the breeders crown and and as you suggest uh we're looking for for nine slots and we think it's very doable we've we've already had some very strong expressions of interest if not commitments from three or four people already so uh we think it'll gain momentum, and uh, we think people coming together this week, as I said, at the sales and then for the Breeders' Crown, that it's going to be a great opportunity to, to sell these. Uh, we're contemplating uh, a deposit um, of 55000 by uh, by mid-February, and then the, the final payment of 55000 um, due on uh, on June 15th with the race to be run in uh, in late September, early October is our current thinking on it, and that fits very well with the uh, with the Wellwood uh, timing. So, now speaking of the Breeders' Crown, Jim, you guys do an excellent job of putting on some of the great stakes nights. What kind of preparation goes into making the Breeders' Crown night uh, so special, or two nights uh, that it returns to this year? Well, I think the important thing is is to is to give an experience, and uh, and it, we have an events team at, at Woodbine, and uh, things like uh, you know, outdoor tents and, and music and entertainment. We're doing all the things to to make people feel that uh, they're going to have a great experience, and and uh, you know our, our thinking on going two nights is uh, we are putting that infrastructure in place, and. Uh, if we're going to spend the capital to put the put the infrastructure in place for for one night, uh, we might as well use it for two nights. That's part of the thinking in, in actually you know, running on the Friday and the Saturday night. And uh, I think it'll be a great weekend for for people coming uh, up to Mohawk for the Breeders' Crown. They're they're going to have a great experience. And as, as always, our our food and beverage of these experience, we, we do a great job with our our hospitality and our, and our food. And it's just uh, it makes for just a great weekend of, of racing and entertainment, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll go all out. We're, we're excited about it. Now, Jim, one thing that I know some of the horsemen can look forward to is the expanded paddock. Talk about that a uh, little bit. Talk about that project and kind of what's gone into it and uh, when you expect the completion be uh, done. Well, we're happy. We're, uh, we'll, we'll be ready for the Breeders' Crown. That was always our goal. We're, I believe we're having a uh, actually a ribbon-cutting ceremony next week, so uh, it's, it's ahead of schedule in the sense that uh, the deadline was, was the Breeders' Crown, but it's... Uh, it's a great it's a great project in terms of how it's come together. Um, 
the uh, we involved uh, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association in the design and the box stalls, and it's it's just a nice, nice facility that uh, everyone will get a chance to see and will get a chance to showcase. This is about a six and a half million dollar. Uh, Project. I mean, one of the things that uh, that we had before that we will no longer need to do is yet we had our latex barn out in the backstretch, and that was always inconvenient for the horsemen. And now uh, it's all combined in one large paddock. So we're uh, we're excited about it. We're excited that everyone will get a chance to see it, and the grand opening's next week. But uh, as they say, it's going to be showcased on the on uh, British Ground Weekend. All right. Well, Jim, certainly appreciate you taking time out, and uh, best of luck throughout the uh, rest of the racing season and heading into next year. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, and uh, anyone interested in the Mohawk Million, we're ready to sell those nice slots. I think it'll be a great thing, really. The, the way we're looking at it, it's a great step forward for harness racing and for the horse people, and it'll bring a lot, and I think it'll help the sales this week. We're, we're excited about it. Thank you very much for having me on. All right, that was the CEO of Woodbine Mohawk, uh, Woodbine Entertainment, uh, Jim Lawson, and uh, had a little bit of technical difficulty towards the end of that interview, but uh, certainly picked most of it up and uh, some good stuff, good stuff going on up there. Uh, I know the Hornsmen, everybody, racing fans should be very excited about all the exciting changes that's going on at the Woodbine Mohawk. Well, we're going to wrap this thing up on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We'll do so after this final timeout. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Hey, racing fans, we all know the ride begins well before the starting gate. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post time. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers.
The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Well, we certainly appreciate everybody joining us on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Don't forget, we'll be in action again next Thursday. Post Time is 10:30 a.m. Make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and of course, uh, stay logged on to our website for all the latest Post Time with Mike and Mike information. That's Post Time with Mike and Mike dot com. On behalf, on behalf of Mike Carter, it's Mike Bozich, and we'll see you next Thursday for his post. And 30 a.m. Good night, everybody. Closing time. One last call for alcohol to finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay. No! Oh.